Hi, welcome to episode 36 of the Connect2 podcast. I'm Jeff Cullen. And I'm Mark Hughes. Good afternoon, Marcus. Hey, Jeff. How's it going? Uh, surprisingly good. Surprisingly good. Two weeks after COVID, and uh, I think we're, we're finally coming out of the... Uh, little bit of residual knock on wood because you never know but uh no sign just... no signs of long covid right now well it still felt like i had a cold like a lingering cold yeah and uh and i kept losing my smell and taste for about four days in the morning well if you gone. didn't if you didn't smell that wasn't necessarily yeah, a problem for exactly. everybody else that's right and then it would come back by lunchtime so a little disconcerting uh, spent, you know, a bit of time on WebMD, never a good idea. And, uh, <laughs> you might have some, you know, lesion or whatever. Dr. So. Google. But seems to have for now calmed itself down. So yeah. Yeah. Excellent. How about yourself? Um, I kind of, uh, I'm getting over the doldrums of, uh, of, uh, kind of post Christmas. Uh, yeah. I was very busy yeah. just before and then kind of everything slowed down and it kind of like, right. Bleh. Well, you were going mad with that book, right? Right. Yeah. Like crashing into Christmas. So yeah, that yeah. was, uh, I really, that was good though. But I, I really re- realized that I'm a bit more of a co-creator than a soul creator. Mm, okay. I prefer to work with people right. to do things rather than to do it solely on my own. Mm-hmm. Because mostly I just have a lot of inertia. I'll do stuff on my own, but I, I'm not as creative as I am when I'm right. working with somebody else. Okay. I so, um, yeah. and there's different ways I do that, but yeah. Anyway, so that's kind yeah. of awesome. Um, if you're new to the channel, uh, subscribe, rate, review. Getting lots of downloads. Um, be nice. Uh, Sneaking up on 600, you were saying. Yeah. I haven't checked it lately. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um, nine subscribers. So <laughs> yeah. let's see if we can get a tenth. So that's a lot That'd of be, downloads for just nine yeah, people. Let's so set our our intention to have a tenth subscriber <laughs> in the next few days. Come oh. on, folks, <laughs> you can do it. It's, it's not that hard. Not that hard. You can also we won't even us. annoy you. No, with not, stuff. Not, not much. Not much. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any mail? Only stuff from Google. <laughs> Well, that's okay. Google helps us get found. Yeah. Today's coffee is from Ace. It's a number nine. It is a more classic coffee. It's slightly right. darker roast, a uh, little chocolate and nutty. Yeah, very tasty. And it's been brewed in a Chemex. Ah, yes. And today, today we're going to talk a little bit about some coffee things. Right, right. So, yes, um, you talked about doing that. Yeah, so, so that's good. what today is. Uh, today's dad joke. So, so, Jeff, do you know what the difference is between wallpaper and toilet paper? <laughs> no, I don't. That's really gross. You know? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I have to, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been remiss with the dad jokes. That's a good one. I, that's, I hadn't heard that one before. So I was like something fresh. Yikes. Yeah. In the world of TikTok. <laughs> uh, what are a couple of things you learned this week? I have learned nothing. My nothing. brain is full. You say that all the time. I know. And you learn stuff all the time. I know. Inadvertently learning. Well, actually, I've learned. Uh, uh, I've learned how to get the DNS pointer redirected from so my website. So I was dealing with my hosting of my website people, and then the domain people, and back and forth. And so. Uh, uh, and I'm I'm rapidly relearning analytics, and because I've got the new website up now, and and want to make sure everything is connected. So, 
learning a little bit about that. Yeah, have you um, learned about the Facebook pixel yet? It, amazing you should mention that. I was just looking into that this morning, uh, so I haven't had a chance. I was looking at Google Tags, though, and trying to figure out what that's about. So, uh, Well, Facebook pixel has been around for, for quite some time, and it's basically a little bit of code you put on your... Yeah on your uh your website that ends up tracking you through everything right when you're in facebook when you're not in facebook so okay. you can get all the demographics of the kind of people that come to you yeah based upon their facebook preferences so it's a little bit uh Nefarious? it's a little bit scary what right. uh, what uh facebook I'm definitely tracks. gonna use it though i mean, <laughs> I mean fundamentally it, what do i it, care? It boils down to the fact that uh facebook and google for the most part, are free. So when you use Google right. as a search engine, it's free. When sure. you use their free email, it's free. Yeah. I mean, you can pay for it. Yeah. Um, ain't nothing free, my friend. There ain't nothing free. <laughs> I, I am a big proponent of actually paying for what you're getting because right. Because then you're you're not subjected. Now, to mind this. you, there's some other search engines. My wife's been using uh, DuckDuckGo for a long time. Well, that's actually a that's actually a uh, 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 a browser. Yes. But it doesn't track anything. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. So well, I like Firefox because Firefox locks a lot of stuff down. Okay. Um, the trouble is that the functionality sometimes is compromised with certain websites that right. need to use that. So uh, in order to work like pop-up windows, like it won't allow pop-up okay. windows unless you explicitly let it. Let it so. go. Yeah. So yeah, there, yeah, there's also Opera's out there. It okay. still works. Yeah, well. Isaac's been using Opera on his machine, but it doesn't it doesn't seem to work all that well. What would that look like though? A world where Google was charging you for every download or every search? Wouldn't that be interesting? That'd be a very interesting dynamic. It would very much change right? who's using it and how it's used. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. Huh. I'm, um, I'm gonna muse on that. Is there anything else you learned this week or is that um you no know, the dns pointers thing is super complicated and i yeah. know that that takes a lot of brain cycles it, to it, yeah i had to go through a whole bunch of stuff uh what else did i learn mm, let me think about it okay well i'll give you a couple that i learned first of all i'm gonna talk about freedom con for a moment oh i learned a lot about my level of patience for for this kind of tomfoolery but yes please go ahead <laughs> well i think that that's it is that i'm just like you know stfu like like, <laughs> like i cannot believe it these guys are all complaining that they're not being covered by the mainstream media where it's the lead every night of the yeah. week and has been for the last two weeks yeah and uh and what's worse is when the media goes to talk to them Nobody will talk to them. Right. And then they complain that their message is not getting out there, but they're not actually talking to anybody. Well, you know, I guess I'm... And I don't really think they're, they've got much, much of a message. They're very confused. Well, yeah, it appears to be at the heart of it being driven by some fairly ideological people and not, not an ideology that I think most of us are happy about. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, they I had think this manifesto where they want to be in charge. I don't know if you heard about that. They wanted that. the governor general to yeah, uh, to basically put them in charge. And here's what I was talking to my son about. I said, you know, I wonder if these people have really thought or studied their history because if you think about, um, let's say, systems of government where it's de facto an autocracy or whatever, you know, 
and there's no vote to get rid of a bad leader, how do people usually go about getting rid of the bad leader? If you can't vote them out, you know? They have to kill them. Exactly, right? The lessons from uh, like a Julius Caesar, right? You name it, right? Uh, Ceausescu. Gaddafi. Exactly. Uh, uh, Saddam Hussein, although the Americans kind of helped Help that along. Help that along. So these people want to be in charge, and I immediately think, all right, but if we don't like what you're doing, trial by combat? Like, Well, and, and what's no. worse is- if, Have you thought about that? If you actually got somebody in place in power who believed that, guess who's the first people that they're not going to be listening to is the people that are trying to put them in place. Yeah, exactly. It's just, exactly. It's just not- there's... And then the reality that governing is a lot tougher- than complaining. Than, or that even convincing people to put you into power. I think we're, we even see that here provincially Yeah, with our, our, our provincial, you know, it was probably a lot easier for them to get elected than they've done well, the UCP, governing. The right? UCP campaigns against against things. Right. But they're not really interested in governing. No. So, anyway. Same with the US, uh, the GOP. Anyways. So, the, so, so I mean, we're, we're upbeat, so. The, uh, the upbeat part was, <laughs> I realized as uh, a bunch of these guys were driving by, so the guys driving by with the Canadian flag flying, I, I was sitting here, I wanted to flip them the bird, and I realized right. I am not going to flip the bird to somebody who's just flying a Canadian flag. Right. But the Canadian flag is for all Canadians, not just some narrow segment of yeah. them. And I was really choked with people who were flying the flag upside down exactly That's or, just so or putting swastikas on it for that matter oh, right yeah. anyway yeah so well uh, my wife was following a lot of this on facebook you know even the because we had that local rally and some of the people that we know in our orbit that were down there you know it really opens your eyes as to so we've had a lot of debate who do you unfriend on facebook well we've had a lot of debate about like are these people like, how much do they know about what's really going on? Is it just people that go along, you know, because of misinformation? Or are they really, you know, bought into that, that what's at the core of it, which is sort of this white supremacy, extremist separation movement? And you don't really know, right? And it right. becomes so polarized because we were following a thread. And you, can't, you can't talk to them. Some hockey mom that we know from a few years back. And some other guy was questioning, you know, why she was there. And it got really nasty on Facebook really quickly. You're just watching this going, it's fascinating, but it's disturbing, right? Well, and and it's just, I mean, it's interesting just sometimes to watch how things spiral so quickly out of control yeah. online. So, you know, unrelated, but I was on a, uh, I was on a group that, it's called Game Quitters. It's for people, parents who are dealing with kids that are stuck basically addicted to oh, okay. gaming right and one lady is basically i might check that conveying out. her circumstance mm. and how disappointed and the other one and this other lady goes and says you're a terrible person why are you surprised and 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 i'm going like you don't really know this first person no of course not she's sharing she's laying it out bare and yep. uh you know you're not helping and uh, no. in the end, the administrator had to come in and shut down comments and shut it down. But it, yeah. uh, it's just too easy to get upset about stuff that it's not, it's not none of your business. Yeah. Was, well, I, you know, I wonder, have we always been 
as a society this terrible and uh-huh. now we're just seeing more of it because you also hear about like a lot of of celebrities will talk about you know the random comments they get from just people about their appearance or about and uh so anybody who's in the public eye you can get like totally trashed at any time and it's like what's going on like it's these like people the, have nothing better to do it's like the jimmy kimmel uh, <laughs> no it's like what's jimmy wrong kimmel with when, you? when he gets those celebrities to uh read the mean oh, tweets mean tweets mean yeah tweets exactly yes exactly anyway so yeah, anyhow so, um so that's one the other part don't send us any hate mail because we'll mock you on on the show we'll just read it and and we'll make fun of you so maybe do send us some hate mail i don't care <laughs> well so the, the totally unrelated uh was so uh, you and i are big fans of the expanse we are and uh there is a game coming out from a company called telltale games yes that is called uh, it's called the expanse it focuses yeah. on drummer and it's one of these games where you basically make decisions and as you make decisions you kind of go through it's right. kind of like uh what was the thing uh, the bandersnatch was uh oh um, on of, netflix it's there. kind of a yeah. make your own adventure or thing. right and there's a bunch of games like that um it might be Telltale. So there's a whole series of of these sort of semi horror games that are really good, and it's the same thing. You can play it over and over again, and every time you make a decision or fail to do something, it changes the whole story. So yeah, so yeah, they're so, they're, so, they're quite a quite quite fun. So Telltale has been around for a while. Um, they went out of business. They went bankrupt for a while. Oh yes. So I'm um, trying to remember some been, of their famous titles because I've been heard resurrected. The name. They've done a bunch of Batman series. Right, 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 right. They did Wallace and Gromit. They've done The Wolf Among Us. The game. They've done yeah. yeah. Okay. There's also uh, Strong Bad, which is uh, uh, from Homestar Runner. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of Homestar. So anyways, they're doing the Expanse game. They're no, doing the Expanse game, but it doesn't actually... It's, so all they've released is a trailer for it. It right. looks impressive. Yeah. But... Uh, well, it's a cutscene, so it's hard to say what gameplay would be like. Exactly. You know? I mean, there's an industry that's fascinating. Yeah. Because if you think about... It's, you know, it's bigger than the movie industry. And how many of these disasters that they've had over the last few years these triple a titles that come out and it's just garbage. Oh, really? Well, you like, like cyberpunk, uh, 2077 was, I don't know anything about it. Well, it was this highly anticipated game. Everybody was, uh, it, like who are into that. And I, I think it might be based on graphic novel or whatever. We're totally jazzed. Um, Ken Reeves is one of the characters like in the game and it was just so terribly broken that you know they actually had to take it off the platform people were paying like 80 bucks for this thing playing it it's just a complete disaster totally not done and then more recently grand theft auto uh released three of their earlier games it is supposed to like a rework and the same thing that's just a complete disaster and um you know mocked endlessly i'm thinking for for a company that you know billion dollar industry I can't think of any other industry where they make so many bad products. It's like if you made a movie and halfway through the movie, you know, like you just didn't finish the movie, right? You didn't finish it? Well, because that's what happens with these games. It's like they rushed them out there 
and it, they're just full of bugs and you know th- things don't render or characters fall through the floor or they become like unplayable and you think i i can't imagine somebody releasing a film where let's say halfway through a character just disappeared and you're like yeah okay well we just have to live with it <laughs> you know it just it wouldn't happen anyhow there is a i'm trying to find uh there is a prime tv series oh it's is it prime i think it's prime well maybe it's apple that's the problem it's um an apple plus series um and it focuses specifically on um on a gameplay uh like it's very funny oh yeah and it's uh it's it's about gameplay i think it's called miss mystery uh uh mistake <laughs> maybe mistake <laughs> mythic quest oh okay it's called mythic quest it's actually worth worth watching i might check it out it's pretty funny yeah so anyways i think they they have a, a serious uh um project management issue as an industry where they uh well and they go into that hundred million dollar games and it's just they go into that in big detail with uh with um mystic quest and you see a bit of that in there's clearly some truth to it because you also saw it in free guy right because yeah because it's talking about the game and uh and it's just uh yeah yeah interesting industry okay uh so today we're talking about coffee right so coffee is such a huge topic absolutely so i thought i would focus on a couple of um specific aspects of coffee okay that um uh specific aspects of coffee so first of all there's two main uh species of coffee there's arabica right and robusta yes um and so nowadays most of the coffee is Arabica, Robustica, Robusta, Robustica, I think it's Robusta. I think it's Robusta. I've got it here. I have a great big book of coffee. It is. I have a. (laughs) It's called. (laughs) uh, It's called the World Atlas of Coffee by James Hoffman, who is my coffee guru. Right. Um, And um, so it's Arabica and Robusta. Okay. And uh, they're the two main kinds. Although there's a whole. There's 120 other species, but uh, most of the coffee that we drink is Arabica. Right. It is a little Now, bit that more. wasn't always the case because I believe Robusta. like the cheaper, when it was the Sanka well, still stuff, is. Still is. was Robusta, right? Robusta. Robusta yeah. is easier to grow. Uh, it's easier to transport. Right. Um, it's a lot more bitter. Yes. Um, a lot of uh, espresso was made that way. Okay. Now, when coffee is grown, it is a tree. Yes. And um, it has fruit. And in fact, the bean, the coffee bean is not an actual bean. It's actually the seed inside the fruit. Right. Um, now, I was really fortunate. I had an opportunity when we were in Costa Rica yep. to go, uh, went on a horseback ride. Okay. And uh, uh, got to, uh, to try some, got, went to a coffee area and we actually right. had some right off of the Right off of the um, the tree. Nice. It was uh, it was really cool. It's quite. Did you get to meet Juan Valdez? No. (laughs) Was he there with his burro? (laughs) No, but he's more Colombian. He's Colombian, actually. (laughs) But the thing about it was, um, um, 
like you get quite the buzz just from the fruit because there's a lot of caffeine oh i'm sure yeah well. right so they they have the the fruit uh, you can get green green to start and then it turns red and oh, red wow. is when they actually uh harvest is it. it tasty at all it is but it's quite thin so it's this thin coating around the seed okay um and um and then the seeds are sort of a green color. Yeah, well, they have to do a lot of stuff to get. There's a lot of processing involved in getting the uh, the the bean, the seed, out of the fruit and separating it. And, and that is where where you see a lot of these descriptions like washed or natural process right, sure. or dry process. Yeah. And and there are there are quite it's, it's too big a scope to talk about today. But the bottom line is. They they get these the fruit they, yep. they pick it and there's different ways to pick it but you pick it you want the red ones that are ripe and then you need to separate the fruit from the the seed mm -hmm. and then once they have the seed they go through a process of roasting it and the purpose of roasting it is basically to 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 break it down and it converts a lot of the not quite ready flavors into carbon dioxide so it locks carbon dioxide into the roasted bean and okay the darker beans will tend to have more of a um uh tobacco-y mm -hmm. caramely toasted chocolatey flavors right and whereas the lighter roasts tend to be more fruity acidic sure they have all, all of those kinds it's of almost flavors. like more of that has not been kind of uh, uh converted right right yeah and so when uh when you are um so if you're doing a pour over or a um uh or an espresso mm-hmm Part of the objective is to try and get that locked in carbon dioxide out. So if you've ever looked at a coffee bag, you'll see there's a little tiny, like a little uh, wafer vent. On yes. It. And yeah. if you squeeze it. The good stuff. Anyways. The good yeah. stuff, yeah. yeah. Well, even the bad stuff. But, uh, but what it really is, is it's to allow any carbon dioxide that's in there to off gas. Okay. So, um and uh, that's usually the whole bean, right? Once it's ground, then yes. Once so it's much. ground, yeah. that they don't, they right. don't tend to have. Plus, that. we get that Italian, like the tazzo, and it's like a brick, right? It's just <laughs> compressed into that. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so, with the beans, uh, so when you grind it, you're trying to grind it as close to the time you're going to use it. Right. You want to uh, buy it so that it's reasonably fresh. You want it to sit for a little bit, but not a particularly long time. So a month is good six months not so good um and um and if you're if you're an espresso lover you'll be very familiar with the whole concept of crema yep so crema looks really nice and caramely on top it actually tastes kind of bitter mm -hmm. um but um but what it is is it's the expression of all the um carbon dioxide that's trapped inside the oh, roast interesting. comes out so right. the more crema you get it's it's usually a better indication of how fresh or how good the coffee is. Okay. But it it in and of itself is kind Somewhat of meaningless. Bitter. Yeah. Um, it's the thing that creates the lines or is the sure. the, the the canvas when you're doing latte art. Right. Right. Um, but it it really uh, doesn't add much in terms yeah. of flavor. It's actually kind of bitter. And when they're doing pour overs, you'll see them do these pour overs and they'll do this thing called a bloom. 
and the bloom is like the, they basically will take a portion of the of the uh, uh, the hot water and add it like uh, like a small amount to start. Yep. And it's basically trying to get as much of that carbon dioxide released first, and then you put the rest of it slowly after. Hmm. So again, the bloom and the crema are basically trying to get the same thing, get the carbon dioxide out. Hmm. And um, well, I didn't know that. So, um, yeah, so the more carbon dioxide, usually the better the flavor of the right. coffee, but the carbon dioxide doesn't, and the crema and the, and the, the bloomed part doesn't really add much flavor. So that's, that's, that's that. Interesting. And the only other part that I want to talk about for coffee this mm -hmm. week, so this is kind of random facts about coffee. <laughs> random facts about coffee is that uh, usually one of the most important things in terms of a successful coffee is your mm -hmm. grinder. Mm. So um, when I was growing up, my mom and dad had um, a blade grinder. Okay. That uh, that you would use. Is that one of the ones that, with the hand? No, it, it had like a little spinning blade that you actually pressed the button and it would... Oh, you know, like yeah, we had one of those too. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Those are terrible because they basically, they do grind the coffee, they but they chop it up, like chop it up in yeah. very uneven sizes. Yeah. So the big thing is to try and get it as even as possible. So the best grinders tend to be what they call burr grinders. Yeah. Basically, it's a, it's a machine process. It's trying to get it from one side of the burr to the other side. And in right. the process, it makes it all the same size. The size of the grinder. Yeah, it's like interlocking wheels or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, we have one of those. So the size of the uh, the size of the uh, uh, the burr, like the grind, is super important. Mm -hmm. And then when you, once you've actually got a reasonable grind for the type of process, whether it's pour over, which tends to be a little more coarse, or espresso, which tends to be more fine, right. or a bottom, yeah, or French press, I guess, even more coarse. Yeah. Yep. So you're trying so. to find, and then what you're really trying to do is find the right, um, the right quantity of coffee to go with the amount of water mm -hmm. so nowadays most of it's not so much timed as much by weight right so the idea is that uh so for 20 grams of coffee you should be able to get about 300 grams of uh sorry three two twenty grams of ground, like ground coffee ground yeah. coffee you should get about 300 grams of coffee Okay. So that's how much water you need to add. How many milliliters would that be? It's well, since one milliliter is one gram. Oh, there you go. It's it's easy. Duh, easy math. Yes. That's, that that's easy math. Some <laughs> other math's not so easy, but that that's easy math. And um, so uh, and for espresso, you know, uh, it's usually uh, you're looking like at a two to one ratio. So a lot of the filter baskets are. They actually have a certain grams that they're set for. Right. So typically about 18 grams is okay. like a double shot of espresso. And um, um, that will get you, uh, you know, 36 is a regular. Right. Uh, 36 grams of coffee. And if you use, if you have less, if you want a ristretto, which is uh, like a restricted coffee, which mm. is sometimes used for latte art. Um, you might go like one and a half times. Right. And if you're going for a Luongo, um, you're, you go like two and a half times. So, yeah, there you so, go. There you go. So so the key things is uh, is the roast, the grind, and the amount of water. And uh, boiling water always, always boiling. 
right or very close to boiling like tea a lot of teas you'll use less than boiling like green teas like, okay yeah like about 165 degrees fahrenheit which mm-hmm. is quite a bit less than boiling right yes it's true but uh but coffee is boiling you gotta do boiling yeah so that's all I wanted to talk about for coffee. coffee. This well, this week. will be a, a an ongoing topic, I'm sure. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Because one fact I know is that one of the crops that is, you know, threatened by climate change is coffee. Yeah. So that's you know, terrifying. It, <laughs> that's exactly. We correct. can put up with rising oceans, but no job in the morning. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> Well, it's war. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, a lot of grumpy people in the uh, in the post-apocalyptic uh, uh, world. Exactly. Right? <laughs> he hasn't had his coffee yet. <laughs> so, what kind of media have you been consuming? Uh, I watched a very interesting documentary. I don't even know how I found this. I think it just popped up in in the uh, in the feed for uh, this would have been on Prime, and it's called Dave Not Coming Back. It's a 2020 documentary about uh, a tragedy, really, that happened in South Africa back in 2005. And it's about uh, extreme deep divers. And so uh, a guy named Dave Shaw, who broke the world record. So there's this cave in South Africa. It's a freshwater cave. And from the surface, it looks like it's about a 60-meter indentation. And there's just this little pool. But when you dive this thing, it opens up into this massive underwater cave and it's like 285 meters to the bottom. And so this guy dove it and he broke this world record in 2004. Free, dri- free diving. No, no, no. You've got to be, uh, no, tanks? it's full tanks. Okay, and, okay. and it takes like 17 minutes to get down. It takes uh, uh, 12 and a half hours to come back up because of decompression. Okay. And so in the 2004 dive, he found uh, a body at the bottom of the thing, a, a, a guy who had disappeared in 1994, a, a fairly young, inexperienced diver who was known to have drowned, but he happens to found the body. And so they decided to recover the body, um, admittedly kind of for the parents of the fellow that had drowned, but sort of because it's kind of a cool thing to do. And so it's all about this amazing um, uh, expedition the following year with all of these deep water divers and how are we going to plan a thing? But the thing is that the guy died. He died. The guy set it, setting it setting up. it up, died trying to recover the body. And they had, he had a video camera. So they actually, it's, this is on the internet, uh, which is where I first heard about this. You see his last minutes as he's scrambling to try to get untangled and he died. But um, so the documentary is all about the dive team and, and how four or five days after the tragedy where they thought he was done and he had said, don't come and try to recover me. Like, I don't want anybody else to die. Um, damn if he didn't float to the surface oh, really? with the body. Like he had managed to scoop up this other guy's corpse, body. which they thought was just a skeleton, but wasn't. And somehow it got shaken loose. And while these other guys were in the water trying to recover these tanks, all of a sudden they see something coming through the dark. Imagine the terror and I realize it's it's Dave floating to the surface. Um, and then they realize, oh my God, he's got this bag and it's this other guy. So they actually recovered Whoa. the bodies. Phenomenal. So it's on, it's called Dave Not Coming Back, which is basically what they'd written on on one of those tablet like slates. Cause the, the the secondary partner had gone to try to see 
what was going on, but couldn't really do anything. Like he couldn't, he couldn't, couldn't find intercede. Him. He could see the light. He had to come back and he almost died because he'd gone too far, too long. Right. And so, but fascinating how, um, how long it takes to come back up. And, and it's really in the last 50 meters. So you'll come up to about maybe 50 meters in, in, in maybe an hour. And then they stay like at one point at 12 meters, they stay there for like nine hours just sitting on the water. I don't know what the hell you do, like meditate and wait till you can come back up. So it was quite, quite a fascinating documentary, you know, sad, but very interesting. I, I love not, these extreme sport things, you know? Wow. Yeah. It's not like you're sitting on your iPhone waiting for nine hours. It's like, no, no, you're, you're, sitting you're basically sitting there talking to people about whatever. Oh, not even because you're usually by yourself. Oh, <laughs> um, last week, um, the fifth uh, episode of Boba Fett. Dropped. Yes. Yep. And um, I, well, which is funny because Boba Fett's basically not in it. Right. I wish I had it my is... little flute to play the, the little um, <laughs> the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian thing. Yeah. I really liked the Mandalorian and I really liked that episode it because was a, it was, it was like another episode of the Mandalorian. Yes. I realized how much more I liked the Mandalorian than the book about Boba Fett. Fett. Yeah. Well, I kind of like them both, but yeah. Boba Fett's okay, but Mandalorian is awesome. Yes. Like it's just, uh, this, the mythology and yeah. just the way he walks and he's got like this, that voice a voice and it is a voice which is uh like it could be like he doesn't play it super super macho no so it's like kind of uh you know like when he's looking at the ship that's being you know being made for him he said this is not what i wanted yeah yeah exactly <laughs> right and uh but you see like these little breaks these little chinks in the armor which is right it's a super no nuanced performance. By oh, that absolutely! Guy because uh, he, Pedro Pascal. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, and it's yeah. funny because anytime I see him, I, I don't associate that voice with him. No, right? Like he does not look like his voice. No, that's right. And, now uh, I'm finding I like both, but yeah, Book of Boba Fett. It's more. It's almost a little campier in some respects, right? You take like some of the characterizations, like. Uh, the biker gang, you know, it's, it's almost a little bit cartoonish, which doesn't make it bad, but, but it's the Mandalorian was a bit more serious, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just, uh, I can bring in cold. I can bring you in warm. That's right. <laughs> you decide. Yeah. I actually saw a really good meme because like the scene you're talking about is pretty violent, right? Oh yeah. And, uh, what was it? It said something about language on, on Disney, right? And it's like character can't say, oh yeah, they're they're not allowed to swear. So well, they have a so they keep saying this thing. There's right? a Star Wars swear. Yeah, so like no swearing. Then it's like meanwhile, and then it's the scene where he's basically cut the guy cuts the guy in half. <laughs> it's a bunch exactly. of children screaming ah. <laughs> so, well, and I really like no bad the, language, the, but extreme violence is perfectly fine. Like in one short episode, they filled in so much backstory, like right. just an incredible amount of yeah. backstory, story, and uh, and uh, the story behind the black saber is amazing. Yes, right, like and the fact that it gets heavier, and you can actually see him as he's using it, feeling like it's heavier. Yeah, and, 
Um, yeah. I've heard all kinds of crazy rumors because it's all based upon uh, Clone Wars stuff. That's right. So um, yeah. anyway, so and and John Favaro is the is the the third uh, third Mandalorian in that episode, right? Oh, is he really? Yeah. So you got the armor. Oh, was he the big guy? He's the big guy. I didn't John know that. Favreau, I didn't know that. Who's like the producer of the? Yeah. Of well, the he's whole he's like the the keeper of the Star Wars flame. How many episodes in the book of Boba Fett? Seven. So okay, so only two, two more. more. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, uh, these eight episode. Uh, TV shows, it almost seems like not enough. I mean, when right, you know, when I was a kid, it was 20, 24. Yeah, one whole season. season. Yeah, and now it's like six. Yeah. Or well, there's going to be a, a a second season of Loki. I think I just saw yeah. the, the teaser trailer for that's out. Well, they've got all and, kinds uh, of stuff. Got Moon Knight, She Hulk. Yeah. Um, what's that other one? Well, they're doing uh, a Kenobi. Morbius. Yeah, they're doing a Kenobi, Kenobi. series. Uh, and aren't they doing one? Well, the other well, they have the, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian is coming out. The second season, third yeah. season, third season. This oh, that's right. Out. And then aren't they doing one on on uh, Cassian? That's the, right. The guy from Rogue Squadron. Is that what his name is? Yeah, the uh, the uh, the guy, the spy. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I remember what his name is, but yeah. And yeah. then yeah, and then a Kenobi one, which apparently uh, Christian Hayden, or sorry Hayden Christensen, is going to be in. Really? Yeah. He looks quite different. As uh <laughs> as Darth Vader, I assume. Oh, I guess so. So that'll be pretty interesting. Interesting. Well, yeah. so, so the other media I consumed, I, I haven't watched the whole thing. I'm mostly through it. I, I don't think it's gonna be a, a particularly great movie. <laughs> Once I finish watching it, it's Red Sparrow with Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, okay. And I thought it was gonna be like this. Red Sparrow was going to be this light kind of Russian spy thing. And it's definitely a Russian spy thing. It's not so light. And oh, uh, is it, is it it's pretty... pretty dark. Oh, yeah. And uh, not so much in the violent, although that's definitely a big part of it. But it's it's pretty... Uh, it's pretty... Hard. It's pretty heavy? It's pretty heavy. Okay. Yeah. Surprisingly, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of... There's a lot of sexuality in it, too, in terms of... And not kind of... Uh, sexy sexuality right like so it's yeah. kind of just raw and interesting okay anyway so those uh yeah well I'm, i'll let you know once i've finished it because I, <laughs> I went about three quarters of the way and it was too late so i went to bed <laughs> well i finished uh the lighthouse actually speaking of heavy movies this is the willem dafoe was that the one uh, in black and white yeah oh, it good? i don't know how to describe it it is weird it is definitely an artistic film. Okay. Uh, the performances are phenomenal. Who who is William Defoe in there with? He's in there uh, with... he's in there with. Uh, um, oh shit! I was just saying his name this morning because he's going to be he's the new Batman. Okay. Um, uh, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. And this is why they're saying if you know a lot of people were like, oh, Robert Pattinson is Batman. You blah. They said no, no. You go watch his performance in this um, because it's. Yeah, it's a bizarre movie, and then it ends like really weird. So it's kind of supernaturally, but and it's sort of homoerotic overtones, and yeah, it actually. You talking about not finishing? I had to watch it. I think maybe about like eight sessions tries to, to get, get through. through. Well, just like 20, 30 minutes at a time, and then be like, 
well, no, okay, I need to take a break from that. Oh wow! But really, really interesting. But not not your mainstream kind of sit there with your popcorn. It's because it's like, what is going on? Well, you know, it's interesting to see sometimes you'll see actors and they they play roles and you go like, ah, you know, that guy's never going to like I had seen um, Tom Hiddleston do like low key and all that kind of stuff. Right. And then then his name was being floated at one point in time for James Bond. And I'm going, like, I think he's still on the list, actually. Well, it could be like if you've ever seen The Night Manager, that That's what is you were uh, mentioning that. Yeah. Like you're going like. Holy crap, this guy is incredibly yeah. capable to be a Bond because he kind of is kind of like a, he's not a spy, but he's kind of like a spy. Yeah. And uh, it's a, it's a, it's incredibly well done. Another uh, guy who's on that short list, apparently, or, or listed being considered is the uh, actor who played uh, Icarus in The Eternals. Uh, I can't remember his name now. The Mar Scottish Mar guy? Yeah. Apparently he's on... He's got a thick, up for consideration. Very, very thick Scottish accent. Thick, well, thick Scottish brogue. So did uh, Sean Connery. So maybe this guy's got a thicker. Maybe they bring it back. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Well, so I I know that they've been toying with the idea of like Idris Elba. I think he's too old. Yeah. I mean, the problem is, and you know, the question is like, where are they going with? James Bond well, now after the Daniel. It has Craig to stuff. totally be a restart. It has to be right? well and. J James Bond was a restart with Daniel Craig because right. the first one, which was Casino Royale, I yeah, think, is like one of the first like, stories. It starts like this is how James Bond got formed, and right. so you need to do that again, I guess. Like, how many times do you reboot it? Are you going to have the multiverse of madness? I mean, <laughs> well, like maybe they'll do something creative and just just start. Maybe they'll have an older Bond. I mean, that could be interesting. Do a series on. Geriatric. Well, they you already have. Geriatric. Well, they they had that. So there is the original Casino Royale had um, David Niven. David Niven yes. as an older right Bond, but it's James not in. Bond. But it's not canon though. It's, it's no, not really but it, in that. Well, no, but it, it was Casino Royale. It was James Bond. It was the James Bond, and then uh, uh, and then and then Willie uh, Allen. Um, Woody Allen is his nephew, Jimmy Bond. Oh, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and it was uh, it was pretty campy. It, it was maybe like, they'll finally, maybe they will go the, the direction that a lot of people have said, where it turns out that James Bond is like a, uh, it's like a code name, hmm. and it's all it's been all these different people over the time. But it's just that are MI six, but they're given that code name. Well, Maybe I, I really enjoyed the the Daniel Craig stuff and all the backstory, like yeah. Skyfall, and I mean there were stronger stronger outings than others. You know, I didn't mind Quantum of Solace. I, I liked them all. Yeah. I thought they were really good. I thought they were. I mean, the villains a bit weak, but they were better than like. Some of the Roger Moore, like I really liked uh, how dashing and debonair Roger Moore was at the time. I right. was a young, impressionable boy, but uh, it really kind of got it was stupid bad. by there the was, end of it. There was Moonraker, and I, and I just read the original story because I got a, I bought a book, an anthology of all of the, uh, uh, oh, what the hell's his name? The author, his name escapes me. Oh, uh, Ian uh, Fleming. Yeah, you know all of the original stories uh it's like a thousand pages long this on on my ipad and are good right but very different 
Um, but then, yeah, it got kind of pretty goofy. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I mean, there was one episode I remember. And if you're old enough to remember, there was a point in time when Chrysler had K cars. Oh, yes. And James Bond was right, driving, driving a, a K, K car. car. And I'm just yeah. going like, oh, this is just no good. Well, and those original Bond movies, too. We just watched Dr. No uh, a couple weeks ago. And uh, that one isn't too bad. But some of the Sean Connery ones, it's pretty dodgy with the whole sexual violence stuff, oh, right? Grabbing these women. And there's one where it might be Goldfinger. And she's like a masseuse. He basically you know, has his way with her. And it's like, eh, you're watching it with my kids. And it's like, well, it was a very different time. Very different it's time. It's like watching Mad Men and going, yeah, it was a very different time. Very different time, yeah. But, um, well, the only yeah. other piece of... Uh, uh, media that i'm consuming right now is i'm i've got an audible book i think i mentioned Ooh, that right so i've been uh listening Isn't to that like 18 Dune. hours long 20 something? hours 20, 20 hours 21 long. hours right um i'm really enjoying it it's uh this is the first time i really well second time i've really uh, gotten into uh, uh an uh, audiobook okay the first time i listened to foundation by isaac asimov yes not, not so good but mm. this one is way better, Frank yeah. Hebert. And okay. uh, like I like I told you last 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 episode last week was uh, I was today years old when I discovered that Frank Herbert was not L. Ron. Oh Herbert. yeah, that's right. I can't believe how many years <laughs> I thought the guy who wrote Dune yeah, the was guy the guy the Scientologist. No, 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 no. That's no. The, the, okay, <laughs> Herbert to Hubbard. Maybe I don't know. Maybe there's a little bit of not reading the letters carefully enough. Could be. Well, it's easy to get the mix. I mean, sci-fi writers, similar name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know my favorite audiobook. Good night, moon. <laughs> Good night, moon. Good night, room. <laughs> Too lazy to read it to the children. Let's put on the audiobook. <laughs> it's short. That'd be a good sketch. Good night, moon. Read by all these famous, famous like, people. You know, like Sean Connery. Good night, moon. <laughs> That's a terrible Sean Connery. Ash <laughs> money, penny. Yeah. <laughs> I need the proper lisp. <laughs> Well, there you go. Anyway, that wraps uh, it up. What are we going to talk about next week? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Oh boy, uh, we will come up with something. Yeah, it'll be not a surprise. Surprise. Uh, well, so this is number thirty-six. This is so thirty-six. Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Yeah, if you're into numerology, add those two together. It gives you ten. I'm sure, that means something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. It's going to be special. <laughs> it's going to be special. <laughs> Oh, 10. That's binary for two. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. All right. We'll see you next week. If I survive, we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye, Bye Martin.